I am the way, the truth, and the life. I am the Alpha and the Omega. The first and the last. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Brett Keen from God TV Radio. I hope you're all having a blessed day out there. At 7 p.m. tonight, I'm going to be doing a live show. I'll be putting out a public link so anybody can participate, providing that they have a microphone. You don't have to have a webcam. And you can come in and chat with me as well as all my friends. If you'd also like to check out some of my books, my music, and my art, all links are in the description. Today we're going to talk about the history of Brett Keen. I often get asked by non-believers as well as some religious people out there, why is it that you were a famous atheist and nowadays it seems like compared to what you were, you seem almost irrelevant, as though you've lost fame, you've lost fortune, you've lost some kind of, uh, you know, uh, acknowledgement, at least whenever it comes on to the internet. And I think there's a pretty simple answer to that, but a lot of people still want to know, so I figured I would respond to that. Also, a question I get asked all the time, too, is why is it that atheists seem to go after you all the time? Why is it that every other day they're making videos about you and they're attacking you and just saying some of the most brutal things possible? And I'm also aware of all that as well, even though I don't watch any of these videos. If I search my name, I see all the thumbnails and the nasty titles that absolutely violate terms of service and community guidelines. But I just mind my own business and I go back to making my videos and doing what I'm doing. I guess we should probably start from the beginning if you guys really, really want to know the answer to this. And plus, this will make it easier for me in the future when people ask me this question, which I am willing to bet it'll be a question that is asked to me all the way to the end of my life, unless something happens like I win the lottery or some super popular Christian ends up actually sharing my video or talking about me or something. And helping me get some assistance and some kind of views. But either way, that doesn't really matter. That's not really why I'm here on YouTube, and I'm going to explain what it is my true desire and ambition has always been, even whenever I was a former atheist. When I first came to YouTube, I was... We'll start with my personal life, what was happening. In my personal life, my wife had just given birth to our second child, my daughter. And my daughter had some major issues where the doctors didn't even believe she was going to survive. We were not sure what was going to happen. It would affect our child's life as well as my wife and I's future. It was the first time that there was anything really intense um, or conflict in me and my wife's marriage because of this. This was a tough issue. We didn't know how to deal with that. We didn't know how our son, our first child, would react if something happened to his baby sister. 
It was excruciating. It was tough on the entire family, including me and my wife. Well, because of this, my wife and I had to make a decision. We had to make a decision on who's actually going to be able to go out to work and who's going to be able to stay home with a disabled child and take care of them. Now, I was doing a lot of music, and I was also good at graphic design. I was also getting paid to design websites, and I was doing a lot of stuff that involved Internet things, so logically and rationally it made sense that I would be able to use my mind and my intelligence and my creativity to be able to do pretty interesting stuff on the Internet. And this is before I even came to YouTube. I was good with computers. I was good with scripting. There was just a lot of things that I could do to actually help us financially in this way. Unfortunately, the bills, we didn't have hospital insurance and health insurance and all this. So we quickly started finding ourselves in debt as the months went by and we continued to try to get the medicines and having to take our child into the hospital repeatedly because something was wrong or there was an issue and we felt it needed to be taken care of. So financially, I was starting to get pretty damn destroyed in this. No matter how hard my wife worked or how hard I worked doing what I was doing at home, it seemed like we were, there was no way from Sunday on how we were going to survive and deal with this, and this caused a lot of issues. Well, being that I was at home, I used to like listening to the radio. I used to like listening to music and all that. But I started up this habit of going into something called Yahoo Chat Room, <clears throat> where I would listen to Christians and atheists and people of all different faiths talk about their views or their ideas or just talk about their day. For the longest time, I just sat back and listened. I didn't respond. I didn't say anything. I didn't argue with anybody. I just simply listened and then I would go change my daughter's diaper, make her a bottle of milk, get her medicine, do these kind of things. And I had my speakers up fairly loud so I'd be able to hear what was going on. They didn't have wireless headphones back then so you had to turn up your speakers. I had a little stereo system set up where it would uh, pump out pretty good where I could make it out because I was a former musician so of course you're going to have some form of speakers. Well, after listening and listening and listening, I finally, and I've got an entire recording on this if people want to hear about it, but finally, obviously, there was a point where I decided to engage Christians as well as non-believers. And it didn't take long for people to tell me, Brett, you have a powerful radio-like voice. And uh, obviously, non-believers would say, Brett, you're really smart and intelligent. I appreciated all that. I appreciated the compliments from both groups, but I was extremely angry at the concept of God back then because I was dealing with a child who had issues. Spending time with Christians talking about how God heals and performs miracles and blessings made me pissed off because I was constantly thinking, why is it that, you know, my child's going through this? Why does my wife have to work so hard? Why do I have to put in all this extra, you know, level stuff in order to be able to survive. And being basically buried in bills just got you more and more pissed off. Well, for some reason, during all this mess that was going on in my personal life and also engaging with 
people with all different views all over the world, I started getting asked by people that I should go to YouTube and I should start making videos and talk about the different topics. People said, Brett, you're extremely creative. You're able to, you come up with stuff right on the spot. If someone tried to roast me, I was known for being able to absolutely mow their ass over because of my humor, sense of humor, creativity, and all this. So people said I should go. They said that, uh, especially the atheists, they said there's not a lot of representation for atheists on YouTube. There was about four or five other non-believers that were on YouTube at the time, but they weren't doing any actual atheist videos. They were just being entertainers and silly. You know, like Fred making stupid noises, farting on the camera. Um, there was nobody having any actual debates over atheism versus Christianity. And atheists were looking for a mouthpiece. They were looking, atheists had been talking for years on the internet about we need to get a movement, we need to build communities and all this kind of stuff. Now to be honest with you, I didn't actually know where I fit into all that. Um, I had been a, when I was a child, I was taught to believe in God, so it never even crossed my mind, should I lack a belief, or should I believe, or any of this stuff, it just seemed like it made common sense to me. But through all the anger, and the rage, and the tragedies, losing people in my life, and then being buried under bills, and then dealing with a disabled child, the anger was starting to peak, it was getting to the point where I was ready to explode. I had a lot of animosity in me, and unfortunately my wife worked so many hours and so much time, and I was doing what I was doing, we didn't have the time to be able to sit down and really talk and work things out, or be able to say, honey, I'm just fed up, I'm sick of this. And usually my wife was already going through a lot of stress over it all, so we spent most of our time listening to what her issues were and what her problems were. I wanted to make sure she stayed strong. So what ends up happening is I decided, okay, I'll try YouTube out. I've told the story about this um, specific deal. I came to YouTube, I made one single video, and the next thing I knew I woke up couple weeks later, not even thinking that YouTube mattered or had any relevance to it, and I had over 5,000 subscribers, and I had literally thousands of comments where people were telling me that I'm awesome and I'm great, and it was really, <clears throat> it really felt good because I didn't have a whole lot of family or people who were cheering me on or telling me that I was a, you know, a good person. I had not thought of myself as good or bad for the longest time. I just thought of myself as another human being who was just trying to survive in the world. And I, my only real concern is, is my wife going to be all right? Is my daughter going to survive? Is she going to make it through the year? These were the kind of things that were going on in my mind, not being a part of some stupid politics or some kind of agenda that atheists had. Well, when I got on the Internet, YouTube and started making videos. I didn't just make videos where I went after the God concept of religion, but I shared some very personal things about my life. I told people about the losses, how I dealt with death. I got very personal with people. And because of this, a lot of people started feeling really close to me, really connected. 
you know, a lot of atheists could really identify with me with whenever it came to isolation and introverted and uh, feeling closed in or feeling trapped or feeling like there's nobody to talk to and all this kind of stuff. That's the way my life was at the time. Well, because of this, there were non-believers out there where they could hear in my voice in some of my videos that I was sad that I was getting very lonely, and I was also feeling a form of desperation because of all that was taking place. It just seemed like there was no light at the end of the tunnel for me. And I even had a lot of Christians who were reaching out to me too. They were saying, Brett, you sound like you're in a great deal of pain. Can we talk to you in all this? Some of them attempted to preach to me and sermonize to me, which actually pissed me off more. And for some reason, it felt like they were antagonizing me and I wanted to give them some shit. But some of them just wanted to talk to me or they just wanted to allow me to vent and talk about my feelings. These were usually Christian women who behaved this way, where they actually wanted to hear what I had to say and not just come at me because they thought I was at a vulnerable point in my life where they could push Jesus on me or something. You got to understand um, that when you're going through this kind of crap, when you're going through this kind of pain, it's extremely difficult to be able to accept that there's a God that loves you in the universe. It's really hard whenever you know that at any day, a bill could be too high and you may not be able to get groceries. That you may not be able to pay your electric bill and then everything gets turned off and the next thing you know you could lose your kids or just a number of horrible things that could happen to you. So I was pissed off at the world. I was pissed off at the idea of God. To me, I felt like it was a fairy tale that people told themselves in order to feel better when life went to shit. That was my, I had basically become extremely nihilistic. However, you go over to YouTube and you see these compliments. Oh, Brett, these videos against God and against religion are so great. They're so wonderful. You've, my goodness, you hit the, you know, the hammer on the head. And I started noticing that other atheists were coming out and they were parroting me. They were repeating all my arguments, all my points all my debates, everything I said, they were making copy videos, basically plagiarizing me, and they still do it even today. A lot of the things that you hear atheists say today are exactly word for word what I said in the past. I mean, just ask any of the atheists who ever watched me. They'll tell you Brett Keane was this big-time atheist. They all acknowledge that. They know that. They also know that I was really, at that point, the only one that was there for them in their life. So something fascinating happened. Because people felt so connected and related and identified with me, especially non-believers, and there were so many Christians out there who felt sad at what was happening with me, even though I was popular and I was picking up unbelievable amount of subscribers within less than a couple months I was then up to 10,000 subscribers and it was literally no effort for me whatsoever I was just hitting record on a video and spouting out 
you know, whatever the hell I came up with within five minutes. I could make seven, ten videos a day because I literally at that point had nothing else that I could do. There was nothing going on in my life except for sitting at home with a child who had a lot of issues that I had to be there for. That was my life, just sitting there wondering what the hell was going to happen. Every once in a while, I got lucky. Someone would buy some art from me or someone would uh, ask me to design or organize a website. And some people said, Brett, you say you got all these financial issues. Why don't you put out a PayPal link? I didn't even know what the hell that was. I didn't know what PayPal was or any of that kind of garbage. But someone said, put that out there. And then people may help you out by clicking on it. And then they send you money or whatever. So I tried it out. And lo and behold, people did start supporting. I was able to take care of some of my bills. Um, I was able to take care of gas whenever I needed to get my girl to the hospital. I was able to get um, a good amount of groceries. Things were good. It really felt like things were starting to fly along. And even Christians were donating money and they were supporting and all that kind of stuff, which was greatly appreciated from both sides that were doing all this. Well, because of the connection and the relation... I started downloading programs like Skype and other programs where what this meant was people would be able to contact me directly. I even gave out my real phone number. People could call up anytime they want and ask me how I'm doing, how I'm feeling and all this. Now, when Christians would call, they usually called because they wanted to know how I was doing, how I was feeling and all this. When atheists called, they usually called because they had bad shit going on in their own life and they wanted to tell me about it and basically have a friend or somebody that they could talk to. A lot of them were lonely. A lot of them didn't feel as though they were connected to the world, that they were isolated, that their families didn't love them or that uh, they didn't have any true friends that they could trust or share their stuff with. Many of them said, I can't talk to other people on the internet because... I don't want videos made about me where people embarrass me or, you know, mock me for my problems and my issues. And that was very sad, but also I could understand the logic and rationality in that. So what happens is, for the next couple years, not only was I a popular, famous atheist on the internet who was spewing out all kinds of bullshit about my thoughts about something I supposedly didn't believe in. I was still sharing all kinds of personal things, and I was my life was like an open book. And the more and more I did that, the more multitudes and masses of people kept wanting to call me and contact me. It was starting to get to the point where people were pissed off at me because they'd try to call me, but some other atheists would have already called me earlier and they couldn't get through because it was busy. I remember being told so many times, Brett, you said that you'd be here for me. You said that you would listen. And every time I call you, you're busy. And I'm like, I am so sorry. I've got thousands of people who are calling me on the horn repeatedly or getting a hold of me on a computer. And on top of it, I'm taking care of my child. I'm taking care, trying to survive over here. I'm sorry. 
people would get so mad. They'd get so angry. And I wanted to be there for them. I wanted to listen to them. And of course, I had other atheists who would call me up and they would try to sell me shit or advertise things. They'd be like, Brett, you're a super popular YouTuber. Can you advertise my content? Can you like give me a shout out? Can you mirror my videos on your channel so I can get tons of views and all that kind of stuff? Because I'm having a hard time too. And if you promote me, then I'll make money and I'll be able to get advertised and people blah, 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 blah. And I'll, the more popular I got, the more it seemed like people were reaching out to me because of what they perceived as fame, where I didn't give a shit about that. To me, when I looked at the subscribers, I see nothing but numbers. All I cared about was what was going on in my home and the people that were actually talking to me in real life, not what was happening on uh, the internet. <laughs> I didn't give a damn. What's it matter if you've got a million or a billion subscribers on the internet whenever you've got a disabled child who might die? I mean, what, who gives a shit about what the internet has to say or what it, what it has to offer? I tried, of course, doing like Google ads and all that kind of stuff, and that didn't help. Google actually, according to Google, they owed me thousands of dollars, but whenever it was time to pay me, the week before they were supposed to process the money and send it to me, they shut my shit down. They said that I could no longer be monetized. So Google actually screwed me out of thousands of dollars. And this was when Google actually bought YouTube from a company that originally started YouTube. Google took over. So I knew that YouTube didn't offer me any kind of financial benefit. I knew that there was nothing there. It was just a matter of doing videos. So it was definitely not about money. You don't stick around on YouTube for 20 years for money when in the first two years you're told, nope, we're not paying you, we're not giving you any money. So that wasn't what it was for. Interestingly enough, what ends up happening is you get a lot of non-believers who they want you to promote their videos. So being the nice guy that I was, I went to some of these different YouTube channels and there were some atheists who were really funny and there were some that made really great arguments. But then there were others who were racist and homophobic. There were some who were extremely hateful. They would call Christians the N-word, or they would call Christians F-A-G-S, or cuss them out in a really horrible way. And I was starting to get to the point where I had spent so much time talking to Christians as well as atheists that I cared about both groups. I cared about the welfare of both. Although I felt like religion was a shitty deal, I felt like not everybody that's a part of Christianity is horrible, just like not every atheist is a horrible person. That every group has its good people, its good apples, and its bad apples. That's my logic. But what ends up happening is I told some of these atheists, I'm sorry, but your videos are unacceptable. They're inappropriate. 
and it's not really what I'm trying to promote. And they go, we're trying to promote the atheist movement, though. And I said, no, you're promoting yourself. You don't give a damn about atheism. You don't, you don't care about intellectual honesty or truth. You're not even making an argument in your videos. You're cussing people out and you're yelling and screaming and acting like a loon tune. You're not, you're not trying to help anybody. Now, remember, the atheists who did make good videos and good arguments and good points, I gave them numerous shout-outs. I promoted them. I talked about them and all this, that people should go check them out. That was the first time I started making enemies on YouTube. And I think it's also one of the reasons why famous people kind of isolate themselves away from their audience. Like they'll go out and they'll do the show, but they won't take any of the fans home with them because that's just what they are. They're either there, they love you for some fake-ass reason because they think they know you by watching a video, or they're wanting something out of you. They're not really wanting to be your friend. They're not really wanting to help with... Um, a label or the representation of what you're a part of, they want themselves to be promoted. And I started realizing by being around people like this that there was a lot of narcissistic people. I spoke to a lot of atheists who suffered from autism, which is a spectrum disorder. According to the Google, it's a developmental disability caused by differences in the brain. It causes them to lack empathy not understand people's feelings. They usually have social disorders. They also have delayed language development and persistent repetition of words or phrases. On the internet, this is referred to as parroting. You notice you see a lot of videos out there where atheists, as well as some religious people, repeat themselves over and over and over, and they say the same things non-stop, and they use the same catchphrases or the same memes. One of the problems with autistic atheists and religious folks is resistant to minor changes in routine or surroundings. Basically, they don't like changes. They hate it. They prefer organization and things to be set up in a certain way, or they become extremely hostile or uncomfortable. I also learned that there was a lot of atheists that I was dealing with that suffered from what is called histrionic behavior. <clears throat> it means that people are overly concerned about their physical appearance. They use their physical appearance to draw attention to themselves by wearing bright colored clothing or very revealing clothes. How many times have you seen females on the internet where they show their breasts off? Or they show their bodies and everything like that. And then they're the first ones that get pissed off whenever people basically sexualize them or talk about their boobs as opposed to what they're saying in a video. It's because they deliberately put their, you know, tits right out on the screen or show off their ass in order to get the subs and views in the first place and for some reason think they're going to earn some form of respect after a while, which never actually happens. Histrionic people usually go out of their way to make fools of themselves in order to get attention. YouTube rewards this type of behavior by paying people that have views and subscribers. At least that's what a lot of people think. So people go out of their way to get past the thousand subscriber marks so they can get 
clicks and views and yada 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 and so on. It never hardly works. I've seen over 500,000 people on YouTube lose their monetization and also um, have exactly the same thing that happened to me where they're supposed to get paid and then Google screws them. It's a beautiful thing corporations do. Make you work your ass off, break your back, and then at the end of the day you get nothing for it. But people still take the chance. They have that hope. They have that faith that the corporation is going to treat them fairly and right. So I got my first enemies from not promoting some of these type of people. Narcissistic behavior, antisocial disorders. And some of these people started making videos about me. And they would call me everything under the sun. Basically, I'm a liar. I only do YouTube for PayPal and money and blah, blah, blah. Even though, sad to say, every single one of these people who accused me of this shit had a PayPal link or an Amazon wish list themselves. And if you look around on any YouTuber's channel nowadays, everybody's got a PayPal account. Everybody's got a Patreon. Everybody's got some kind of, you know, go to highstar.com and donate Bitcoin to me or whatever type of finances they want. Everybody does. But for some reason, these people who hated me, they made it out to be like it was something else, like I was a snake uh, oil salesman or something like that. And it was because they didn't get what they wanted out of me. They didn't get a promotion. People weren't giving them shout outs. So you became the enemy. And they also noticed by making videos about someone who was famous or popular, by putting your name in their title, it brought them more views. So they started realizing, wait a minute, I don't have the talent to get any views on the internet. I don't have any charisma. But if I put a famous person's name in the title, that's an instant 300 views for me. And if they're monetized, then they're going to be getting paid at the end of the month, maybe, if Google comes through with them or not. So you see, this is the reason why bullies and cyber bullies and trolls started to become a big thing in a, within five years' time on YouTube. They were being rewarded and they benefited from negative behavior and negative interactions with other people on the Internet. And why would they stop? And ask yourself that why would somebody stop if you're getting paid if you're getting a lot of money if you're getting a lot of subscribers simply by making an entire youtube channel dedicated to someone that you think is a, a piece of trash or garbage why not it works for them so they're not as long as it works why try to fix something that's broken Well, the other issue is that I found, because I am self-aware, I acknowledge what's happening. Obviously, after a couple of years of doing this, I was never one of these type of people who just simply went along with what authorities said or, or the experts or anything like this. I always was a very opinionated person. I wasn't one of these type of people who watched television or the some kind of animal channel and said, well, this person said this, so I must believe it. 
I, whenever it came to science or anything, I was a skeptic about everything in the world. As far as I was concerned, the world was full of shit, and most people have some kind of alter reason why, um, alter motive or agenda why they say the things they do. So I never was one of these, um, people who could just be led or talked into some crap and everything just because someone claimed to be an expert or a professional. My logic was, I don't know these people. How do I know that they're not just saying something so they can end up on a magazine cover? I'd already dealt with thousands of people who wanted popularity and fame. How far will somebody go in order to get popular or famous or can be considered important, even if it's in a science community or get some benefit or reward from politics? That was always my way of thinking, and that's really not changed at all. Well, the problem with groups and labels is, whether it's atheist or religious, is people become inclusive. You'll find that it's extremely challenging to make friends with both Christians as well as atheists in some groups because atheists have this kind of set idea of what type of person you have to be, what kind of person that believes or thinks like them. They want the wolf pack mentality. They want the, they want followers and they want people that will agree with them on things. They don't want the conflict of having to debate or argue with someone who's on supposed to be according to them on their own team. Now they'll say that they're, they're about individualism, that they're about thinking for themselves and being a critical thinker. But the truth is everybody wants to be on a team and they want to be on the winning team. And me, as far as I was concerned, the only one that was on my team was my family and my daughter. That was it. I wasn't thinking about internet teams and groups and all that kind of stuff. That was never my thought process. I did care about atheists being able to be more accepted in society. I made many videos about how I felt that atheists were treated unfairly, how people should treat each other with respect, how we should throw away labels and titles and all that kind of crap. And for some reason, some people didn't like that either. They didn't like it whenever you went after their groups or went after what they considered or perceived as their own team. As a atheist, you do not go after the the other atheist. You don't say, no, I don't think this is the right way to go. Especially if you got one that's, that feels they're really alpha and they're intent on having a, an army behind them to support them on whatever the hell they say or do. There was an atheist that I became extremely good friends with. He's someone that hates me nowadays and wishes I was dead. An extremely, uh, a very popular atheist back in the day who's becoming more and more irrelevant nowadays. But this person and I, we were good friends and we talked a lot. They would ask me for ideas for topics for their videos. They would tell me about their problems and their issues. I ended up finding out that this person used to be a part of Christianity. I found out that their father used to actually run a church. 
and then I ended up finding out that the father ran a diploma mill where they were ripping kids off. Now, here I am, a father who's dealing with a disabled child, and I am told that this kid is basically the spawn of a preacher who ripped people off in Christianity, S destroyed their complete futures, and took away their savings and their income. Well, this same kid, I felt real sorry for him, even though he was super smart and funny, and he made really good atheist videos. He would do blogs, and he would make videos where he said that he was raped and abused. He made it clear that he'd been watching me for over a year. When we talked in private, he said, I've been watching you for a year. And he would ask me questions like, how much money do you make by talking about the pain and the abuse that you went through, Brett? And I told him basically what Christians as well as atheists have done for me because of some of my problems. And I think a light bulb went off in his head. He thought, well, if I make videos and I tell people that I'm suffering and going through pain, then people will give me whatever I want. And he made it clear in one of his videos that he would do anything to become rich, wealthy, and famous. So I started becoming a little bit more suspicious of his behavior and attitude, <clears throat> and for good reason. Well, one day he went on a blog, and I was watching him, and he was telling people that he was raped by church members as well as family members. It was the most horrible thing I ever seen, and then right after he did that, he asked for people to send him money, which he would end up buying himself a car, buy himself a new coat, and all these things. A bunch of pretty toys for himself. I spoke to him in private, and I said to him, Listen, man, when you and I first started talking, you uh, you didn't say anything about actually being abused or hurt. You never said anything about any of this stuff. But now you're going on blogs and you're saying that. And the reason why I brought it up to him was not to put him on the hot seat, but it was because I wondered why it is that we talk in privately and he didn't tell me any of this stuff and we were friends, but he would tell strangers out on the internet all this stuff. Unfortunately for him, I recorded the conversation, and it is up on YouTube, and it has been up for a while. He said, Brett, I never got abused. Nothing ever happened to me. Nothing dark like that ever happened, because I just wanted to make money. I wanted to get attention. Well, lo and behold, that person got everything they wanted. They got super popular, and they were also endorsed and supported by the atheist community. And I'll be honest with you, seeing that person launch through the stars like they did, knowing that they were corrupt, knowing that they were a liar, knowing that they were willing to go so far that they would basically uh, throw dirt in the face of their family members in Christianity, knowing that nothing ever happened to them, just so they could make a buck off of people's empathy and sympathy, it was upsetting for me. It was painful. It was painful because I knew that there were actual atheists and religious people out there who did suffer, who did hurt, who have been abused, and they needed help. But instead, somebody like this, who was scandalous and duplicitous, 
was willing to use them and abuse them for everything they had. Well, I wasn't going to sit back and be quiet about it. I'm a person who actually cares about humans. I'm a person who cared about atheists and their lives. I cared about religious people. So I made videos where I talked about this. And the person obviously felt that they needed to defend themselves. But they had an advantage over me that I did not. The advantage was is that they were willing to lie and say whatever it took in order to bury me in the ground as where I had to fight by the rules. I had to fight fair because I was an honest, good person. And honest, good persons, they don't get to put nails in their boxing glove. They don't get to say the most horrible, terrible things that there is. If you're going to be a good person, you can't fight like an evil person. You can't fight fire with fire. And unfortunately, in that exchange, I didn't do too well. It turned out that a lot of people weren't as moral and ethical as they claimed to be. And people were starting to get to the point where they found more entertainment from lies than the truth. Eventually, I continued to love atheists and religious people. I continued to console non-believers. I would still get thousands of calls, and I'd still be listening and trying to help people and support people the best I could, promote people, listen to their problems. There's many, many times where, like, I had an atheist female who called, and she said, my husband died, and I got a baby, and I can't get diapers, I can't get baby food, so I wired her a bunch of money. There were atheists who told me they were going to be evicted or they were going to lose their homes and all that, and I helped them. And I started losing more and more money by trying to help other people. I wasn't rich, I wasn't wealthy, but because I was getting donations and support from some people, it gave me a little bit more leeway to be able to help out other people, basically give back to people. I felt like people would help me, why not help back? That's what I wanted to do. So, hmm, smoking a vapor over here, folks, if you're wondering. I've been trying to lay off on the cigarettes. One day, obviously, there was a, a time after much, much conversation and pondering and deliberation, after losing many atheist friends to suicide and not knowing what kind of suggestions or advice I could give people who didn't believe there was any meaning or purpose in the world, I started realizing that as an atheist, I was very limited on how I could help people. I didn't have an actual community in reality. I didn't have an organization that could help support or help atheists. I realized that I was still in a bind. And I started also pondering a lot of things like the universe and what is my place in it? What is my purpose? Is there more to existence? I also started to feel more positive about some things 
because my daughter seemed to be getting stronger and stronger and she was healing. And I myself, so much time had passed, I started healing from the deaths and the tragedies that happened in my own life. I started being able to wake up in the morning and actually feel good about myself and about my life. There's something about like picking your daughter up and just listening to her giggle and laugh and all that and looking happy and seeing the spark in her eye, knowing that she's not going to die. That really moves and it warms the heart of a man, a father. And because of this, I started to believe that maybe there's a possibility of miracles. The doctors, you know, the experts, the authorities, they had all told me that she wasn't going to make it. But she was getting stronger and better every day. She was starting to be able to walk. She was able to be able to um, communicate. And my son was getting older. He was getting stronger. He was starting school and... I was starting to be able to really pay my bills and get my life together. Two young parents, me and my wife, were finally starting to do something in our life. We were finally to a point where we were able to talk to each other and not have to work so damn hard that we were able to spend more time with our kids and ourselves and really be able to learn more about each other. And the more and more time we spent with each other, the more and more we loved each other. And the stronger my family became. And I started feeling more and more like that some of these Christians might actually have a point. That there's something out there that cares. Something good is happening. I ended up having a weird dream. And that's all it was, was a dream. It wasn't some kind of physical manifestation of God. It wasn't some kind of like a magical thing that appeared in front of me. It was just a dream I had. And I am self-aware enough to know that dreams are just that. They're dreams. But something odd happened. I had a dream that God was speaking to me. And I was basically told in the dream... Brad, if you remove all your atheist videos and all the things that you've said over the past couple years, if you stop doing that and you accept me and you accept what I'm about, your life won't always be easy, but it won't feel impossible. You won't be alone anymore. I'll be there for you and I'll love you, but you have to make a sacrifice. You have to you have to change. You have to get rid of this stuff. The dream went on for a long time where God basically told me that I wasn't doing any good for the atheist anymore. That that wasn't going to, there was no future for atheists whatsoever. That I need to actually look beyond that, beyond these labels and groups. And I need to consider all human beings, not just try to represent one human being or a group. So, when I woke up <laughs> after this dream, I pondered it and I pondered it and I spoke to my wife and I said, 
Honey, I'm going to remove all the videos that I did having to do with atheism. And she said, why? And I said, well, I explained the dream to her. I told her about it. And she goes, well, maybe, just maybe, it was God that talked to you. A lot of good things have been improving. And I said, well, how do you feel about that? And she goes, well, honey, I'm not sure I believe in the same way a lot of Christians do or religious people, but I do believe there's something out there that's been watching us, something out there that cares. And I said, well, honey, why didn't you ever tell me this? Why didn't you ever tell me that you believed that something was out there for all these years? I've been doing these atheist videos and you never said anything about it. And she said, well, you were going through a lot of pain when your mother died. You were going through a lot of pain dealing with the loss of your grandmother and also with our daughter. And it seemed like you were very irritated with religious ideas and beliefs. So I didn't, I didn't know if it was a good idea or appropriate to tell you where I'm at on that. And I realized that all that time, having the narrow-minded view of atheism and so much anger and animosity that my own wife didn't feel like she could share something that important or significant in her perspective with me because she didn't know how I'd react. That we couldn't be fully 100% honest with each other as long as I held on to this ridiculous concept that we're alone in the universe, that there's nothing to it that there's no meaning and purpose, that it's all nihilistic. So I went over to my computer, and I clicked select all on all my videos, and I deleted them. And shortly after, after I relaxed and calmed down, I made myself a cup of coffee, and I made a video basically telling the world, I believe in God. I believe that there is some kind of higher power, I believe that there's more to this than just what atheism declares or claims. <laughs> and the next thing I knew, I had a bunch of Christians say, praise God, bless you, Brett. I always knew you were going to be a warrior for Christ. And I mean, just unbelievable amount of uh, support from religious folks. Of course, there were some Christians who didn't buy it. They figured it was April Fool's or something, or it was some kind of prank. Uh, they were being uh, played because Christians are not stupid. They're not just going to jump right on it and be like, yay, in five minutes. They got to see your fruit. They got to see your actions. They got to see what you're going to do. You know, they had been lied to by so many atheists out there pretending to be Christians and trolled so many times that they just simply weren't going to by that you believe in God in five minutes, not after all the bad experiences they had with non-believers before. Well, obviously I still had a massive following of atheists who had been watching me. And the phone started ringing off the hook. Skype started beeping and beeping and beeping. And I remember seeing that one of my best friends in the whole wide world, called himself Adam Lore, wanted to talk to me. So I prioritized the people that I 
knew the best or knew the longest, at least through the internet know-how. And I clicked on him and I said, how you doing there, Adam? What's going on? And he goes, what are you fucking retarded, Brett? Are you stupid? What the hell's wrong with you? <laughs> are you stupid? And I said, what, what's the problem there, Adam? And he goes, man, what the fuck are you doing? And I said, Adam, what do you, can you be more specific? And he goes, what do you mean you believe in God? What, what, what is this? You've been an atheist for all this time. And I said, but Adam, you and I, we've talked. And I told you many times I've been pondering and that I think that atheism might not be the best position for me. I uh, said, I've been questioning this for a while and I've been honest with you about that. He goes, this is stupid, Brett. This is retarded. And he told me, I don't ever want to talk to you again. And he hung up on me. About a week later, he would eventually call me back and we'd talk and he'd call me names. And it took quite a few months to finally get him to chill the hell out and be able to talk to me like a friend again. But I realized at that point that I was in serious trouble. I realized that these people who claimed to be my friends, some of them were only claiming to be my friend because they believed I was like them, a carbon copy of themselves, that they didn't actually care about me for who I was. Some people felt betrayed because they used me for like a psychiatrist or a internet shrink who they could talk to for hours on end about their problems. But since they had anxiety and did not trust Christians, and here I am believing in God, they didn't feel like they could trust me anymore. They didn't feel like they could talk to me. So the calls started getting less and less. It wasn't thousands of calls anymore. And if I did get a call, it was, fuck you, Brett, you're a piece of shit. Fuck you, Brett, you need to die. You know, just it, it got bad, got really, really rough. And then finally, it just kept getting to the point where it was like that, where I had to change my phone number. And I ended up start using Google Voice instead of giving people my home phone number. Google Voice made it to where people had to leave a message first and then I'd call them back because I didn't want to get on the line with somebody in real time and be abused and verbally attacked for this. But I ended up losing a lot of people who were supposedly my friend. And uh, people would say to me, Brett, you're never going to be famous again. You're never going to be popular. You're never going to have big subscribers. You're never, 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 never. And I said, well, then you never knew me, did you? Because this was never about subscribers and views. This was about making it in my life and finding the truth. Finding what's good for me and my family. This isn't about trying to help some movement or some kind of political agenda. It's about my life. So, obviously, a lot of these people, they had their own YouTube channels. And a lot of atheists now realize they couldn't call me to get their videos promoted because I'm not going to put an atheist video up on a channel that promotes or endorses God. I mean, hell, I wouldn't even allow my own atheist videos to be up there anymore 
So how could anybody expect that I was going to promote or endorse any non-believer content where they dump on God, right? And immediately within months, I had over 500 videos made about me. People were making podcasts and shows where they attacked me. They would call me a liar, a deceiver. They would say things like, Brett's only a Christian because he gets paid. They give him a lot of money. Brett's this way, this way, this way. But the truth was, Christians weren't giving me a lot of money. I mean, it was enough each month to maybe take care of a bill or two. And we're talking like a water bill that's like 30 bucks or maybe an electric bill that if it was good weather outside, maybe 120 bucks where you could do this. I wasn't making big money. I wasn't making like in the thousands or something, but I was making enough for our lives to be more comfortable. And we would save everything that we had that didn't go into bills or groceries or hospital bills and all that kind of stuff. But atheists had all kinds of theories and ideas on why. They could not accept that I logically and rationally took the position of God because I actually believed it was true. It had to be that I was trolling. It had to be that I was a deceiver. It had to be because I was a bad person. And you'll hear all these videos of these atheists who say things like, you know, Brett, he's really good at you know, seeming like he's nice and that he's a good guy. And then you find out that he's a liar and a betrayer. And, you know, he burns his friends. He hurts people and all this. Well, I'm sorry that all these atheists feel like I betrayed them because I became a Christian. But the truth is, is I didn't hang up on you. I didn't tell you that you couldn't call me anymore. In fact, I was more than willing to continue to counsel atheists. I was more than willing to continue to be their friend. I even had some young atheists who used to call and say, I wish you were my dad or I wish you were my uncle and all this kind of stuff. I cherished those times of being able to help a non-believer. I cherished those times that... I could make somebody go from being suicidal to feeling like they can live another day. I cherish the time that I had with non-believers, even though I considered them friends and I loved them. They were the ones who actually turned on me. Now, some Christians out there, you may claim, well, they didn't they didn't walk away from you because you're a bad person, but they, they hate you because they hate Jesus. It's biblical. Now, I, I really believe some of these people feel like they're betrayed. You can hear it in some of their videos. They say things like, he pretends to be your friend or he pretends to care about you, and then he turns out to be blah, 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 blah. I mean, where do you think they come up with that crap from? Where do you think they come up with that nonsense? There are people in my past that I did end up shutting down and I stopped being friends with. I gave you an example of one of the most popular people was going around telling people that they were sexually abused by their family and Christians. And then they admitted to me that they lied in order to get attention and money. So yeah, what else was I supposed to do? 
I also had other people who lied and were trying to do some kind of pyramid schemes and do some bull crap and they wanted me to participate in their help and I told them no. There were people I didn't promote and they considered that a like a personal attack on their person for not doing what they wanted me to do. And a lot of atheists are very controlling. They don't get what they want then you're the bad guy. And because they don't believe in the forgiveness of Jesus, they just want to see your throat slit. I mean, I could give hundreds of examples of why these people behave the way they do, why it is they make videos where they lie about me. They say everything from I'm a plagiarist, even though my books have been up on Barnes Nobles and Amazon for just as many years as I've been on YouTube, except for the newer books, obviously, that I got up there. Those haven't been around as long, obviously, because they're new. I'm making fun of my music, making fun of the way I look. They used to tell me that I had a powerful voice, and now they make videos where they mock my voice. Basically, every single thing that they did like about me or they loved about me that they told me they cared about is the very thing that they hate now because I'm not the person that they wanted me to be. I'm not an atheist like them. And nowadays, they might have convinced themselves that that has nothing to do with it. Nowadays, they say, well, I look at other people's videos and people say a lot of stuff about you and a lot of people who know you, but... The truth is, ladies and gentlemen, is that these people know me about as well as they know you personally in real life. You know that when you turn off your video, you go on to exist in reality. And on the internet, it's all nothing but a game. It's a bunch of crap. It's a bunch of people who are pretending to be something they're not. It's a bunch of people who clean up real pretty when they're usually not like that at all. It's men who put on makeup just so they can get some attention on a video. This is fantasy world. So, I hope that I've answered everything. I think after this big long video, this will really... Um, well, who am I kidding? A lot of you, you the, the fact is, some of you don't even give a shit about the truth. You don't even want to know what reality actually is about any of this. Some of you have deluded yourself into believing shit about yourself that ain't even true. So if you are going to do that to yourself, then how could I even imagine for a moment that you'll understand or comprehend where I'm coming from? Some of you, I suppose, will get it. A few of you here and there. Doesn't really matter. And I'll tell you why. It's not because I don't care what you think. It's because what really matters is what I think about myself and what I know, the truth that I actually know. That's what's important, and that's the reason why I'm a Christian, because I know that God is real. I know that God exists, and I know that a lot of these people out here, they believe in God too, but they're pissed, and they're angry, and some of them do it for money. Some of them do it for cash. Some of it do some of them do it to sell products. Some of them do it to inflate their ego. Period. And I know that for a fact because 
I've talked to thousands of these people. I counseled them. I was their friend. And the only reason why we're not friends now is because, one, I'm not going to be friends with liars or thieves, idolaters, adulterers, people who cheat. But I'm also not going to be friends with fake people. And even though I'm not as famous and I'm not as popular as I used to be, I am so much more happier than I've ever been. I have two healthy children, a beautiful, fantastic wife, and the friends I do have, I know I can trust. I know that they're real. And I'm going to say this. I'd rather have five good people in my life with big hearts than a billion deceptive, evil assholes who are on their way to hell. Ladies and gentlemen, at 7 p.m. tonight, I'll be doing a live show. The link will be made public. Anybody and everybody's welcome to come in. I hope you enjoyed the video.